Welcome to the Brain Over Binge podcast, where you learn a simple brain-based approach to ending binge eating. I'm your host, Katherine Hansen, and I'm so glad to be here today. This is the Q&A show for May, and I'm going to be answering a question today that deals with health and weight loss and also comparing yourself to others. And I picked this question today, first of all, because it's a great question, and I'm sure so many of you will be able to relate to what the person is asking and hopefully find my discussion helpful. But I'm also choosing this question because it happens to be a topic that I'm exploring on my blog this month, and I'm also going to be talking about it with Daniel Thomas Hind in a free webinar on May 16th. So I'm going to answer the question today, and then at the end of the show, I'll give you some information on where you can find those related blog posts, and also I'll tell you how you can learn more about the webinar and register for that if you're interested. Today's question is from someone I'm going to call Sam, and the person actually did not give a name, which is always an option. You never have to give your name when you're submitting a question, but it's easier to talk to you conversationally if I have a name, so I'm just going to call you Sam. So Sam says, hi, Catherine. Thank you for all you do to give back. And I just want to stop and say that I really appreciate that, Sam. I love what I do, and I love that I'm able to share ideas and just help people overcome this struggle. And he or she goes on to say, I have a 35-plus year struggle with an eating addiction that has included binging, restriction, and exercise bulimia. My question is, how do you deal with people around you who seem to be able to change their eating and exercise habits and maintain their weight loss? I have people in my life that have successfully followed a food plan over 17 years and have kept the weight off. My brother successfully does intermittent fasting and has exercised his whole life and is in the best shape of his life at 50. I can't help but feel that I'm weak and there's something wrong with me because I can't lose and maintain my weight. I would love some insight on dealing with comparing yourself to others. And thank you again, Sam, for asking that question. It's really important and I hope that you find what I talk about helpful. And this question definitely brings me back to when I was a binge eater and it seemed like Everywhere I looked, I noticed all the people who were seemingly succeeding at being healthy and being in shape, and then in turn, it really just made me feel like more of a failure. I can think the biggest example was my only sibling, my sister. She was, and she actually still is, a very successful long-distance runner, and during the time that I was a binge eater, seeing her excel and be in this peak physical condition all the time, it was just really difficult for me because... I just couldn't seem to stop myself from eating thousands of calories at a time and gaining all this weight, and it just made me feel like an absolute failure. And it wasn't just my sister. I was in college for a lot of this time, and I'd go to the gym, and I would be wearing like these baggy clothes to hide my body so that I could exercise for hours and hours. That was part of my binge eating habit was to sort of exercise to purge. And when I went in the gym, all I could seem to see were these girls in their like sports bras with these perfect abs and muscular legs and these guys who were in perfect shape. And of course, those weren't the only type of people there, but that's what my brain picked up on, I think because of the way I was feeling about myself. And today, I think social media makes that a lot worse because you don't even have to leave your house or go to the gym to see people who you think are doing this whole health and fitness thing better than you. But again, those aren't the only type of people out there, and those aren't the only type of people on social media. But I think it's a big part of it, Sam, is that that's what you're noticing. So I guess the first thing I kind of want to get across to you is that because you're likely feeling badly about yourself and the way you're eating and your weight, your brain is likely hypersensitive to the people who are in shape and who are eating well. It's like if you really wanted a new car and 
you look around you and all you see are these cars that are better than yours and you don't really see the ones that are like yours or worse. But if you can make an effort to look outside of what you're focusing on, you'll see that there are so many different types of cars out there. And relating back to people, you'll see that there's so many different type of people out there. And a lot of these people share your issue and they're not happy with their weight and they struggle with their eating habits. And I'm not saying it's a good thing that people are struggling with their eating habits and their weight or that you should just go along with the crowd and not try to improve how you eat and how you feel. But I'm just saying that as a basic starting point, try to see that you're not alone. Try to see that these thoughts that are telling you that you're a failure or that you can't measure up to others, try to see that that is not truth. I mean, so many people out there are not able to eat in the way that they aspire to. Even if they don't binge, they may have other problematic eating habits like overeating or feeling addicted to sugar or certain foods or just eating foods that aren't making them feel good or finding themselves constantly grazing or eating too much fast food. I mean, the list could kind of go on and on. And again, it's not to say that It's okay because other people are doing it too. I just want to encourage you that just because you can find examples of people who seem to have it all together, you're definitely not the only one struggling with this and there isn't something wrong with you. You can learn to make improvements in your health and your eating over time so that you feel good about yourself and how you're eating. And that's really the goal. You know, the ultimate goal is not to live up to someone else's expectations or try to do what someone else is doing. It's about learning your own way of eating and your own way of exercising that fits into your life and that feels good to you. And I believe that the first step in that process of creating your own way of eating and your own lifestyle and exercise habits that work for you, the first step, if you're struggling with binge eating, is to stop the binge eating habit. If you think about your health and your weight right now, like your health and your weight is made up of so many factors. And as far as weight, it's not just a calories in, calories out thing, but if binge eating is involved, you know, that is so much extra food. And that's likely the biggest factor that's keeping you at a higher weight than you normally would be if you were just eating normally. And also as it relates to your health, I mean, I'm definitely not a doctor and anything I say is not to be taken as medical advice, but if you're binge eating, that's a big factor in you not having the health that you desire. But if you can take binge eating out of the equation of health or weight, then you give yourself a better chance of, I guess I could say, balancing that equation and getting back to your own natural healthy weight and just feeling healthy and more energetic overall. And this takes some patience. It's not like you stop binge eating one day and the next day you're at your personal healthy weight and feeling great. That's just not how it works. It does take some patience and it's a process. But, you know, if over time, if a lot of time goes by and you still feel like you're not at your own personal healthy weight and you feel like maybe there's some health issues you want to work on, then you can definitely look at some other factors in that equation, like improving other eating habits, like some of the ones I mentioned earlier, overeating, grazing, look at sort of the types of food that you're eating and see if maybe there's some nourishing replacements that would make you feel better. You can look at hormonal issues and things like gut bacteria. You know, there's so many factors that influence weight and health that really have nothing to do with calories. But it's really difficult to look at those other factors and to improve those other factors If binge eating is constantly getting in your way and constantly kind of sabotaging your efforts. So Sam, I think it's really important to remember when you look at these other people who you think are very healthy and you think have it all together, 
remember that they have an advantage of not having the binge eating habit. I mean, it's a huge advantage. And this is assuming that they don't binge. But you look at yourself and you're like, why can't I be like them? Well, you have this habit that you need to get rid of first in order to have a chance at becoming healthier. So just realize that it's not because something's wrong with you. It's just that you've developed this habit over time that you can unlearn and you can decondition. So if you are still binge eating and you have these thoughts telling you that you need to be healthier and get in better shape like these other people in your life, just remind yourself that in order to have that chance of being healthier, then you absolutely have to get the binge eating out of your life and focus there. Focus on deconditioning that habit. And once you do that, once you get rid of the binge eating habit, you may find that a lot of the negative comparisons that you're making to others around you may naturally start to improve. And not because really anything around you has changed, but just because you feel more confident and you feel more in control of your eating habits and a lot of that shame that you're feeling just lifts and goes away. And I know this was definitely the case for me. Like as soon as I stopped binge eating, it just seemed very natural for me to stop sort of putting myself down in relation to others because I didn't feel so shameful and out of control anymore. And I simply just started focusing on other things in my life and those body comparisons that you're also having may just fade into the background. Then as far as you getting healthier or losing and maintaining the weight that you mentioned, like I said earlier, if stopping the binge eating alone doesn't bring you back to your own natural healthy weight, then you can start to look at some of those other factors. You can start to look at some lifestyle choices in a very gentle, very self-caring, and very non-restrictive way. And relating back to the people you're comparing yourself to, Sam, those people may have been able to make those healthy changes over the long term because they did it in a gentle, self-caring, non-restrictive way. They've done it maybe in a sustainable way that's not depriving them of enough food. It's not making them feel like they're on a diet or like they're restricting themselves. They may be nourishing their bodies very well. And Even if they do something like intermittent fasting, which I know is an entirely different topic and I'm not sitting here recommending it, that's definitely not the intention here, but if the person that's doing that is eating enough overall and giving his body what he needs and doing it in a way that's not obsessive and overly restrictive, then that may be why he's been successful and why it works for him. There's a difference between going on a diet where your goal is weight loss and you deprive yourself until you see enough weight loss on the scale which, as I've talked about extensively on so many podcasts, just doesn't work. There's a difference between that and, on the other hand, incorporating healthy lifestyle changes that nourish you and that make you feel better and that don't feel like deprivation. This is actually what the webinar that I'll mention at the end of the show has to do with, so just stay tuned for that. Now, what I've just said here is assuming that the people you're talking about fall into that category of people who have made sustainable lifestyle changes that work for them and that feel good to them. If this is the case for them, then they're not, quote, successful dieters. They're people who've simply adopted a different lifestyle and a a new way of eating that works for their life. So you can see these people, instead of comparing yourself to them and saying, why can't I be like them? You can use them as role models, as examples that you definitely don't need to follow exactly because you're on your own path but just as examples of people who have created a healthy lifestyle for themselves. But I also want to back up here, Sam, and say that I don't know if that's the case. That may not be the case. They may not be these healthy, good role models that I'm discussing here. The people that you're mentioning and the people you're noticing actually could be miserable and struggling in private. 
you don't really know their experience. And I think that's a really important thing to remember when you find yourself comparing yourself to others. If these people that you're noticing are engaged in obsessive thinking or have this really strict dieting mindset and are obsessed about their weight, or they're not giving themselves enough food and therefore they're slowing down their metabolism and they're making this harder and harder over time, then what they look like on the outside does not actually reflect the pain they're feeling on the inside. They actually may be overeating or going off their plan or even binge eating in secret and having a lot of shame about that. So just remember that from the outside, you just don't know what someone is dealing with and what looks perfect may be far from it. Many of the girls that I used to see at the gym in college could have very well been struggling with dieting at the time. They were just in a different place than I was. I was in that binge eating cycle, and maybe they just weren't there yet. Maybe they did develop binge eating if they were restricting themselves so much. And also, when we're talking about social media, you know, the people who are posting these pictures of themselves and they seem to have the perfect bodies and they're in shape, you also don't know what they're struggling with. And they could be restricting so much and setting themselves up for an eating disorder in the future. And I know definitely for a fact that many people in the fitness industry and also in the bodybuilding industry, you know, they have these social media accounts that make them seem perfect, but they are secretly struggling with binge eating and with food issues in the background. And of course, this is not everyone, but it is an issue. Many people in the bodybuilding and fitness industries have come out and bravely shared their struggles. So just remember this when you find yourself comparing yourself to people in real life or on social media. And also, Sam, just remember that you are unique. You know, no one is the same. And even though there may be this rare part of the population that can go on strict diets and do it long term, and, and you know, just because they can and they never go into binging, it still doesn't mean it's a healthy lifestyle choice. It still doesn't mean it's good for them. But that is so rare. And if you consider the commonly heard statistic that the failure rate of dieting is 95%, most of us fall into the category like you and like me that we just diets cause problems for us. It just doesn't work. It's not a sustainable way to live. And if you want to work on health in the future, then what's needed is sustainable, gentle, self-caring lifestyle changes, as I've talked about in this episode, and not a strict diet. And that leads me into talking about this upcoming webinar that I've mentioned. And I'll actually be on the webinar as well, but it's going to be hosted by Daniel Thomas Hind, who I previously had on the podcast. And in the show notes, you'll find two episodes linked. And one is my interview with Daniel, and that's episode 31. And the other one is episode 30A. And that's an important message that I recorded before Daniel's interview about who the information is for and sort of how this health information is to be used as it relates to binge eating and recovery. Because the response to what he talked about on my podcast was really great, Daniel and I decided that it would be helpful to hold a webinar where he can teach you even more about his ideas and how to create these sustainable lifestyle changes. The webinar will be on May 16th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time or 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And I hope many of you will be able to make it to that. Just look in the show notes to see how to register and to get more information. I'm definitely not an expert in that area in helping people make those sustainable lifestyle changes because my main focus is on helping end the binge eating habit, which is a huge step toward better health. But I know many of you are interested in taking many steps further and you're interested in improving your overall health. So this webinar is just one option that I'm bringing you that I hope will give you ideas and really propel you into creating whatever lifestyle choices and whatever healthy changes that you want to make. This webinar is meant for those who are now binge-free 
or those of you who don't actually struggle with binge eating itself but instead tend to have other problematic eating habits like overeating frequently or emotional eating or constant grazing or food addictions. Like I mentioned in this episode, if you're still binge eating, then ending binge eating is the priority. So if that's you, just keep your focus on ending that habit. And if you're new to the podcast, you can get started on ending the binge eating habit with my free ebook. It's called The Brain Over Binge Basics, and it's linked in the show notes. And remember, I've linked the webinar registration in the show notes as well, so I hope you'll click on that to learn more. And the last thing I've linked, I know there's a lot of links today, is my blog post that's related to this topic that I've talked about today. And the blog post is titled, Moderation, Choice, and Creating Your Own Way of Eating. And this is part of a two-part series titled, Healthy Changes After Recovery. This is part one, and I'll post part two on my blog very soon. I know this episode went a little above and beyond just stopping binge eating, but I hope that hearing my perspective on these issues has been helpful, and I hope you find Daniel's webinar helpful as well. And as always, I want to encourage you and remind you that you have the power to change your brain and live a binge-free life. The Brain Over Binge podcast is produced and recorded by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC. All work is copyrighted by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC, and all rights are reserved. As a disclaimer, the hosts of the Brain Over Binge podcast are not professional counselors or licensed healthcare providers, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy. Eating disorders can have serious health consequences, and you are strongly advised to seek medical attention for matters relating to your health. Please get help when you need it, and good luck on your journey.